On Wednesday in Venezuela, the people of the once wealthy oil nation are being urged to take to the streets and protest the rule of President Nicolas Maduro. The country finds itself at a perilous moment as a young opposition leader gains momentum inside and outside the country. But can there be a peaceful transition of power in Venezuela, or is violence inevitable? This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from Venezuela is Bloomberg's Caracas Bureau Chief, Patricia Laya. Patricia, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. How big are Wednesday's protests going to be? We expect them to be fairly big, um, but we're still not sure. This is going to be the first massive showing from the opposition in more than a year and a half. Um, we know the government has protests all the time, but this will be the first time the opposition really comes out in a fairly long time. Um, so we're not exactly sure, but there, we do expect a big showing tomorrow. And who is the person behind this opposition party that is organizing this? So the main person who called for this protest is Juan Guaido. He's this 35-year-old head of the National Assembly. Um, he was just elected uh, at the beginning of January, and I'd say that maybe a month ago, uh, very few people knew who he was. Uh, and he's managed to really rally the opposition. Um, Venezuela's political opposition has been really uh, divided and demoralized for the past two years following the massive protests in 2017 that left more than 120 people uh, were killed. Uh, so this is uh, really surprising what's been happening in the past couple of weeks. So how has he risen to power so quickly? Where did he come from? So Guaido is a newcomer and that has really served in his favor because I think uh, a lot of people have grown tired from, of the same faces from the political opposition. Um, he is also he also comes from a very modest family, so I think he's able to connect uh, with different supporters within the opposition opposition that have grown tired of sort of the elitist uh, political leaders or the way they who they perceive perceived as being as political uh, elitist political leaders. Um, so he sort of come out of nowhere uh, and managed to very surprisingly rally a group that had been very divided for a very long time. And he is the head of the assembly, correct? He is the head of the National Assembly. And that's the only truly democratic, well, they claim to be the only truly democratic um, governing body in Venezuela. And that body has more or less named him the, the true leader of Venezuela. Exactly. So, yeah, he he has managed to gain the support because he argues there is a constitutional path for him to become um, the legal um, or interim president of what he calls sort of a caretaker government until new elections are called. So it seems hard for me to imagine that in a country like Venezuela, which is widely known for jailing dissidents, that someone like him is out there hosting town halls and organizing these mass protests, and he's not behind bars. Uh, right. I think the government knows that it needs to strike a careful balance. Um, we know the Venezuela government has become increasingly authoritarian, and it's um, freely put up many political um, opposition leaders in prison without any sort of reason or court date or justification whatsoever. But I think they also know that they, uh, they are being watched very carefully. Mm -hmm. Uh, by countries like the U.S. and putting Guaido behind bars at a moment like this would absolutely um, make the U.S. inflict harsher sanctions on Venezuela. And they put uh, they put yeah. Guaido behind bars, but only for a few days, and they re-released him, and now he's he's got these rallies tomorrow. What does all of this mean for Maduro's grip on power? So that's a good question. Uh, we're going to have to see. I don't think. Uh, 
even Maduro was expecting something like this to happen, since this has sort of come out of nowhere in the past couple of weeks. Uh, we'll have to see if this protest develop. Uh, in the past couple of days, we've seen them become more and more aggressive. Um, we've seen people throwing rocks, mm -hmm. uh, National Guards. Um, we've seen, you know, gas explosions, things of the sort. Uh, we'll have to see what happens in the coming days, and especially uh, during this big protest on January 23rd, um, to see, you know, if, if they put other people behind bars. Are these uh, examples you just brought up, the, the, the small member of National Guards, yeah. uh, men who stormed the, the cachet okay. of weapons the other day, is this yeah. the building up of some sort of resistance, or is this kind of what's been underneath the surface the entire time? Well, I think that we we forget that the military is also living under the same um, economy as the rest of Venezuelans. They are also struggling to make ends meet. They're also struggling to find foods, um, especially, I'm, I'm speaking not the higher tier of the military, mm -hmm. right? Um, but the, the large majority of them are struggling to find medicine, food, basic items. Um, so I think this, uh, this content has definitely been growing within the military. Uh, we have seen here and there... A couple of, of you know military members coming out of you know out against uh, of the government, but this was definitely a, a, what could be the first uh, of many groups coming out of Maduro. We know that Guaido has offered amnesty to any military or government official who wants to come out um, against Maduro's regime. But of course, this amnesty will only serve a purpose if Guaido is, of course, the, the legitimate leader of Venezuela, right? Because right now, those guards who stormed the base are in prison. Of course. And what has the rest of the world's response been to Guaido's rise to power, at least those who are keeping a close eye on Venezuela? So the rest of the world has had a very positive response to Guaido's rise. We just saw um, the U.S. Vice President Mike Pence come out and call for people to rally um, in Venezuela on Wednesday. As you make your voices heard tomorrow, on behalf of the American people, we say to all the good people of Venezuela, estamos con ustedes. We are with you. We stand with you. And we will stay with you until democracy is restored and you reclaim your birthright of libertad. We see Brazil's Bolsonaro also wishing that there's a quick regime change in Venezuela. Guaido is getting calls from so many leaders and presidents around the world who now consider him as the legitimate um, president in Venezuela. When you see that video that the vice president uh, tweeted out today, how important is it to the average Venezuelan when they see that? I don't think very much. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, a lot of the majority of Venezuelans don't really know who, who Pence is. I think they're used to hearing Trump's name during many of Maduro's regular televised speeches. Uh, but, but Pence is not really, it's, he's fairly unknown, I think, to the average Venezuelan. Then who's the message really for? I think the message is mainly for the government. Uh, it's also mainly for the international uh, leaders of the world, for them to see that they, you know, they are backing uh, this protest that is forming in Venezuela and this sort of movement that it has really gained impressive momentum the past couple of days and weeks. As it's gaining momentum, are there fears, though, that there will be outbreaks of violence, of the military clashing with the protesters? Absolutely. I think, you know, when I speak uh, to friends, relatives, uh, you either fall into one or of two categories. 
you you run into people who say, of course, we need to go to the streets, and you also run into people who say, why bother, right? Why go out to the street again when so many people died in 2017? Mm-hmm. Why would I risk that again? And I think that's the big question many Venezuelans are asking themselves before going out to the streets on Wednesday. And as we get to what seems to be a, a breaking point in Venezuela and for Maduro's rule, is there any possibility of a peaceful transition of power and not some sort of uprising or some sort of coup? I think it will be very difficult to see a peaceful transition, especially now that we're seeing some groups uh, separate or come out against Maduro. I think that makes it uh, increasingly difficult for anyone to sit down with the government and offer um, some sort of peaceful transition. I think the way we're going, we're either going to have to see a, a forceful break, uh, maybe within the Maduro regime, some other people within his regime sort of pushing him out. Or any, so that's one of the most likely scenarios. Um, and then, of course, you hear people talking of the really um, aggressive or um, radical scenario, sort of a uh, military invasion from the U.S., which we know the U.S. has denied several times. Patricia, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, David. Make sure to follow Patricia on Twitter. She's at Patricia Laya. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.